Much like a popular television show says all the time, winter is coming. I don't know what show that is because I'm not up on my pop culture, but I will tell you this, winter is indeed coming and winter gets chilly. You know how you can counteract chilly? You know how you can counteract cold? Clothing. That's right, the more clothing you have on, the better a chance you have of surviving those frigid temperatures. You know what the color of this particular winter is? Gray. You didn't know that? I don't know what it really is either, but I can tell you it's gray because it fits into my agenda. And my agenda is to let you guys know that you can fight those frigid temperatures by wearing the Orsini's Uncensored Mind official t-shirt. It's a sports gray. It's very needed. It's very nice. You guys can get that by going to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash AJOUM. Warning. The following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of AJ Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy, your main man, your Jeff's old brother from another mother. That's me, the Agent O, which I've been calling myself recently, and I don't know why. But I have been calling myself that. AJ Orsini here, the host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I'm here to bequeath onto all of you episode a six six sixty six mad sixes this is episode 66 and i have got to tell you folks i am feeling like i just got a load off this has been a crazy day today but a productive day my friends for those of you out there the squad of o who's been paying attention to the show, and once again, I want to thank all you guys for your support. I have not taken the time recently to really thank you guys for the recent support because you know what's funny? I have, I'm not going to say I've been sitting on my ass. That's a bad way to describe it, but I haven't really been going at this, the whole podcast thing, that hard the last few weeks because I've been so tied up with so many different things. As a matter of fact, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think this episode is going to go up a little late too. Uh, but having said that, uh, I, I've been all over the place. As you guys know, I, I've been juggling a lot of shit all at once. Okay, I've been juggling work stuff. I've been juggling school stuff. I've been juggling wrestling stuff. I've been juggling podcast shit. I've been wrestling wrestling i've been juggling uh husband shit son shit there's, there's, there's a lot of shit going on in my life but today was a very productive day because a lot of that shit went away today was the day a lot of that shit went bye-bye uh a lot of the school stuff that i was working on was due today i'm recording this on wednesday uh a lot of the school stuff was done to was due today. A lot of the work stuff was due today. Uh, as far as the home life stuff, as you, as you guys know, we've been looking for a new apartment. I know last week I had stated that we had found the apartment that we were looking for. Um, my wife had an uneasy feeling about certain things, so we like to play things safe. Until I sign a lease... I keep looking, and that's what my wife decided to do. She kept looking. We had not signed a lease yet. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the people that we were negotiating with did anything evil or bad or wrong. They didn't. We just we caught them at a bad times, whatever that is. So here's the situation with this, because a friend of mine hit me up. He said, oh, I heard the show. I heard you guys are moving to this new place. Well, we are moving to a new place, but it's not the place I was thinking last week. So what ha happened was... Uh, we saw this apartment. It was a great-looking apartment. Fantastic. Everything we needed and more. It was extra. It was a damn good apartment. And uh, very. It, it was an 
it wasn't cheap, but it was something that we could afford, so it was it was very doable. And the people we were dealing with were very nice, very professional. We no complaints about that. We had one single solitary issue, and that one issue was is that in one of the bedrooms, because it's a two bedroom apartment, one of the bedrooms there was some some damage to the wall. It looked, to be honest with you, like it was old damage. To be fair, like it'd been there a while. But uh, we were being made sure that they were going to be fixing the wall. And then we found out that the damage really came from the outside uh, of the wall, something from the building near neighboring by. It was a lot of stuff. Anyway, long story short, we didn't pull all, all of our eggs into that basket. And thank goodness, because now we're getting runaround from them about this wall. When it's kind of a non-entity at this point. We're moving somewhere else. So it's nothing is official yet. And it won't affect the show. I'm still going to be doing the show. This equipment is not tied to this apartment. I'm still going to be doing the show. But the moving hasn't officially happened just yet. We're in a much better place now. Um, situationally, so everything should work out with that. So I'm just letting you guys know that it won't affect the show. I'm still going to be doing the show. I'm still going to be doing the school stuff. Nothing's changing. Nothing's going out of whack. When we have something official... Um, I will be happy to let you know because I'm probably going to save it for the first episode in the new apartment. So the first episode in the new apartment will probably be your indication that, hey, guys, uh, here we are. The new and improved House of O. That's going to be a good, good time. So I'm updating you guys on that. Um, there's been some discussions with some other people about expanding the show onto different platforms. I know I've got a bunch of them already. Uh, I have a spot. Uh, uh, a platform video, uh, video, platform audio. I do have a video of it, but platform audio for you guys to to uh, listen to. I, I've been playing it on the show for a couple of weeks now. Uh, for all the different platforms in which you can catch the show. That uh, that's been up for a while now, and I know it's been a lot. It, the say the the quickest way. I think I said this about two weeks ago. The quickest way to really find out. All the different sites, if you don't want to just listen to the commercial or, or if you're getting beat over the head with it, you just don't want to keep going over and over and over and over and over, Google. Google the show. If you Google the show and you see these uncensored minus, it's like a thousand different ways that you can uh, listen to the show. And it and I know that for most of you, I don't really have to keep beating you over the head with that because uh, if I look at because Podbean has a very nice statistical setup you can keep track of all the different statistics that happens with Podbean. So I've been able to not only know how many people are downloading my stuff, but it gives me locations, which is where I got the 15 country thing from. And it uh, it definitely leads me into other directions as well, as far as the platforms in which people are listening. If you're listening through like a different OS, or if you're listening on your phone, or if you're listening through Mozilla or Chrome or whatever the case may be, uh, it lets me know all of that. Uh, for safety reasons, I just want you guys to know, I don't get IP addresses, I don't get addresses, I don't get any of that stuff. I don't get anything specific to the person that I could tie in or, or plug into the computer and come search you guys out. It's nothing like that. It just keeps statistical analysis for me. So it, it allows me to really centralize how I promote my show. I've said this before, this was a while ago, so I'll say it again. Uh, it's how I got... The, to be heard in 15 different countries because I can see where I'm being heard and I can see geographically where I'm not. So I can situate my show into these places so that more people get to hear the show. That's how I expand the show out into different places. And platforms really help because there are some people that can't access certain programs or their phone won't let them or whatever the case may be. But one of the things I always remind people is that I'm on iTunes and every iPhone comes with iTunes and I'm on Google Play Music, which every Android comes with. So even if you don't feel like downloading a particular app or if you don't feel like going to the Podbean website or whatever the case may be, you can still search me on those, uh, those apps. And I've been on those apps myself, so I, I know that I'm on there and I know that at work. Um, if you can't search the show, which is Orsini's Uncensored from Mind, obviously, you can search my name, which is AJ Orsini, and either or will come up. A lot of shit to get to here, a lot of which, uh, going to be honest with you, it's, it's, we're, we're wrestling heavy again, but uh, before we get into, into all the wrestling stuff, dude, Christmas is right around the corner. I want to talk a little bit about Christmas real quick, because uh, my recent Thanksgiving that just passed, while the day itself was awesome, I got a chance to spend some time with my family, it was dope, uh, the stress of life before uh, Thanksgiving and the stresses of life after Thanksgiving 
kind of put a damper on the whole thing. But like I just said at the beginning of this episode, a lot of my stress or a lot of things that were causing me stress are now dissipating. They're disappearing from me. So I'm looking forward to a pretty dope-ass Christmas. Now, scheduling-wise, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to do some holiday shit. So Christmas this year lands on a Tuesday, uh, which means that that Wednesday when the show is going to air, it's going to air the 26th. I don't know when I'm recording that episode. I just know that it will be on time. Uh, I'm not going to record Christmas Eve, and I'm not going to record Christmas for obvious reasons. The following week, uh, January 2nd, lands, that's that's the next Wednesday, which is January 2nd. That's going to be episode 69, and I know because I've been mapping it out. 66, 67, 68, and here it is, 69. I will be having a very special guest on for episode 69. I will not reveal his name as of yet. You know how that goes. I don't reveal anything until the fucker is in my house and then i know for sure because i've uh I, i've i never announced people ahead of time i just wait until they get here because you never know what's going to happen i've had many cancellations in the past so i wait i wait and see but as of right now i do have a guest scheduled for uh sometime before the second but it will air on the second um i actually have three other interviews that are going to be happening sometime in january how i'm going to line those up i don't know i haven't done interviews recently uh, for good reason. Two, I've been one. I've been busy, and two, because quite frankly, um, over the summer I went fucking interview crazy. I just kind of wore myself out. I lost a lot of my own voice and a lot of other people's shit. So I uh, took a bit of a break on that. But we're coming around the bend again. If there's anybody you guys want me to interview, um, feel free to let me know who that is. I reach out to people all the time. The reason. Um, for some people that haven't gotten on yet, it's uh, mainly scheduling shit. But you guys have a preference as to who you want to hear interviewed on the show or brought on. It doesn't have to be wrestling oriented. You know, if you guys want to hear literally, you know, a musician or, or an athlete or a singer, well, I don't give a shit. Somebody you think should get a little pub, get a little push, send them more scenes way, man, because that's what I kind of like doing. I'm pretty good at it, as a matter of fact. So Christmas is around the corner, guys. I'm very interested to see or hear from you guys uh, about what you guys have planned for Christmas. The, uh, the Orsini's Uncensored Mind um, Facebook group is getting way bigger. Uh, I'm getting a lot of new members. I'm getting a lot of people being much more vocal and active in the group. Please, 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 please feel free to be active as fuck in the group. Yes, every post needs to be approved by me, but if you've been in the group long enough, you'll know. Um... I approve pretty much everything that gets posted. The only things I don't approve, the only things that I don't approve, because I'll approve the most offensive shit possible. The only things I really don't approve uh, are promotional shit for other things. And here's the deal with that. I love putting other people over. I love putting other professions over. I love getting all that stuff down. There's no issues with all that. I need to be reached first. That's the only thing, because I don't want to promote everything and everybody. There are certain people, there are certain products that I don't want to promote and I don't want to help get out there. So if you're just posting in my group on the, you know, when you do, because some people just share shit to share shit. They're hitting share to group like a thousand times and they're not really caring what group they go into. If that's your form of promotion, that's fine, but it's not going to work in my group. I, I don't approve just anybody's shit. Um, I don't even have a problem pushing other podcasts, but I need to know who you are and I need to know what you're doing. There's a few podcast people that I'm friends with that I've posted in my show in the past. Same thing with wrestling companies. If you're going to promote, if you're going to promote your wrestling company, if you're going to put flyers up and videos and all that stuff, I have no problem with you doing it, but you need to get at me first. I need to know who you are. I need to know what it is. Don't just put shit on my page for spam purposes because it will be deleted. It will be rejected almost fucking instantly. Uh, same thing with performers and wrestlers. Wrestlers, if you're going to go into my group and post highlight videos and promos and all that garbage, I have got zero problem with it. You need to hit me up and send me this shit before you do that. I've had a few people do that where they send me the promo or they send me the match. And say, hey, would it be cool if I put this in your group? I'll give you the green light, brother, if it's good shit. If it's not good shit, if you're just some yahoo who's not taking this seriously and you're just putting up garbage, then no, I'm, I'm probably going to tell you not. I'm very honest about what I look for in a performer or in a company. 
and I've been around long enough to know what's good and what's not, or at least in my my judgment of what that is. So it's not going to go into my group if it's garbage. If you send me a promo of you sitting in your bathroom in the mirror talking about some guy I don't know to to try to promote a show that only four people are going to, no, that's not gonna that's not gonna work itself out. I, I need to see passion. I need to see talent. I need to see real shit, man. Don't don't try to put shit in my group. That's just just that shit. I don't need that in my group. Okay, I don't. So it will be deleted. It will be rejected almost instantaneously as soon as my fuck. Because I re- I reject and accept. A- Actually, now that I think about it, pretty much all of my social media stuff is done on my phone. I do very little of my social media stuff on my actual laptop. I get bloops all the time. My phone is on vibe all day. I can't have my phone ringer on because it's bloop, 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 bloop. I get messages. I get notifications. All my social media stuff uh, bleeps up. I get tweets. I get Instagram stuff. All the fucking time. All the fucking time. And text messages up the wazoo. It's ridiculous. So I don't leave it on. But when I do have it on me, it vibes. So my fucking left thigh gets a massage pretty much all day, every fucking day. I'm going to lose sensitivity in this side of my fucking leg because of all the fucking thing. And believe me, I'm not sitting here gloating about it because not all of it's fucking good. A lot of it is negative shit, which we're going to get to tonight. Yeah, we got some uh, itchy Twitter fingers. That we need to get to. But let's start. Let's divulge into the business, shall we? Let's divulge into the business. Just a little bit. Let's talk a little bit. All right. I'm looking at my list of shit to discuss here. And I already barreled through most of them here. And let's just make this mark here. All right. Let's divulge into some shit. First of all, I got caught by surprise the other day. Apparently, Finn Balor and Alexa Bliss are sick. Uh, they got sick. They they came from a, a WWE tour from South America. They both came down with an illness, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, there are many illnesses. I have not heard a specific uh, concrete version of the story. There are speculation, of course, but I don't divulge in speculation. I only divulge in fact, so I don't know the exact reason. So since I don't know the exact reason, I can't tell you why they're sick. I just can tell you this. WWE going into fucking into some of these countries, man. I'm telling you, this is not the first time. People coming back sick from Mexico. People coming back sick from Saudi Arabia. Now we've got. It just says South American tour, but I've heard from people, Argentina, Chile. They go over there, Venezuela. They come and they come back, and they and they're just sick. I don't know if it's the food, the water, whatever the case may be, but these people are not well when they go to these places. They are not well, and now Finn Balor, of course. Is out. That's the Alexa Bliss I found out about uh, through searching on some shit online. Because the one that you hear about on TV is about Finn. He got replaced in the Mixed Max Challenge uh, by Apollo Crews, who I am now dubbing right now. Apollo Crews. I am dubbing him the master of the finger puppet. That's right. This man grabbed a whole heap and full of Sasha Banks on Monday. It's all over the interwebs. Hand to crotch. And let me t- I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know what the situation was with that. I know when you do military presses, it's a high thigh grab. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, in the heat of the battle, you you grab a few dicks, you know, that's how it's, I've seen them ha- I've seen it happen. That's kind of the reason why I've never military pressed or for that matter, always next to being military pressed. But uh, he, he got a whole heap of that woman. And he replaced Finn Balor. He became Bailey's tag team partner in the Mixed Match Challenge. Now, they didn't last long because that's what Apollo Crews does. He doesn't win. And uh, so that takes Bailey out. So now we have our Mixed Match final of our truth And uh, did my mouth just make a fart sound when I said truth? I don't know what that was. Our truth and Carmella, team dance break up against my man, the man, the greatest human being who has literally ever lived. You know where I'm going with this. See, I'm not going to surprise you this time. When you saw the Mixed Max Challenge final even announced, you should have known right then. Holy shit, I know exactly what's going to happen. This guy is going to do it. He's going to do it again to us. And I'm saying to you right now, you're absolutely right. I totally, totally am. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. 
Yes, the heavy favorite, if you're asking me, if you're asking the professional, and of course you are, you're listening to my show, they are the heavy favorite, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox, Team Shanti, will win the Mixed Max Challenge, and I gotta, I, I, I gotta tell you guys, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, the, Mah- the modern day Maharaja will get his hands raised at TLC, and that Goofy-ass dance break team will finally get their comeuppance. Those damn dirty heels will get their comeuppance. And the rightful team will be the true champions. And I don't know what they get for a prize. I don't know what the... I don't keep track of that shit. I hear the words non-canon. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what non-canon means for wrestling matches and wrestling shows. I have no no definition of that. But uh, what I'm being told is non-canon doesn't really count, doesn't really matter. Whatevs. I'm not even going to be all about that. I just know that there's a magic TLC with gender in it, so he wins. Period. End of discussion. Yes. So back to the original point of them being sick. Finn Balor, of course, being sick. Now, Finn, from what I understand, while he was replaced in the Mixed Match Challenge, from what I understand, I think he's still scheduled to compete at TLC. So he's not that sick. So... I don't know what the big hubbub is about about him being replaced by Apollo Crews. Except for the fact that it's disrespectful as shit. But let's talk about Apollo Crews for a goddamn second. Because online, if you look online, if you go to the internet, all you hear about is how misused he is. He's so misused. Oh, Apollo Crews is such a talented individual. He should be competing for the WWE Championship. Or, or the universal title, I should say, because he's a, he's a raw guy, right? Yeah, he should be competing for the for the universal championship. He should be a top guy. He should be competing uh, top of the card, man. This guy is a freak. Listen, uh, I, I'm just looking it up now, not to cut myself off here, but Finn Balor is scheduled to meet Drew McIntyre at TLC. They got 12 matches for this fucking show. Fuck me. Anyway, back to the fucking fuck me. 12 matches. Oh, fuck. Okay, all right, back to the fucking point we're talking about here, Apollo Crews. I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by saying this, okay? Because it's very important. I've been saying this online for, for a while now. He is, without a doubt, one of the most freakish athletes I have ever witnessed, and I've seen him live. I have. I never got a chance to work with him. I'm not going to say that I've worked with him because I didn't. Uh, but I have seen him live. I've seen him at Dragon Gate shows. I've seen him at Evolve shows. Uh, the ones that I didn't actually work, which is why I'm saying I never worked with him. Because I've worked with Evolve, but I've never actually worked with him indirectly. So I'm not going to take credit for that. But he is a freak, freak, freak athlete. This guy has a very unique skill set. He can do the high fly. He can do the power game. He can do the flippy shit. He can do the mat game. This guy is in insane he's insanely gifted but he lives in a wwe world and the e and wwe stands for entertainment and not for nothing i love the guy i I know a few people who know him personally who will tell you he he's a funny guy and and he's really cool to be around all that shit is great but when the cameras are on bright and he's on stage he has the personality of a Damp sock. No one gives a shit about anything he has to say or anything he has to do. If he can just do standing moonsaults for forever, that'd be cool. And it might work in other companies on other levels, but it does not work here. It does not translate. That is why he's not wrestling at the top of the card. Do I think he should be? I think he absolutely is one of the top stars in the world. It's no mistake he got signed in the first place. It's no mistake he got called up from NXT as fast as he did. I actually disagreed with a lot of people when they said, well, they should have kept him in NXT so that he can develop and he can do blah, 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 blah. He is a freak athlete. There is nothing he could have done in NXT that would have improved his stock as he came into the main roster. Nothing. Because how many stupid, how many superstars do you see come from NXT who are super over? who did have time to develop. And then they come to the main roster and pfft. so no, I don't think I think that was a wait that would have been a gigantic waste of his time. It would have had no need, no need at all whatsoever to be in NXT that damn long. 
But having said that, he is in the main roster. He is on the main roster, and he is floundering. Floundering. He is a freak athlete. I'll say it again to you because that's the point everyone always makes. He's a freak athlete. Yes, he is. There was no denying that at all. He is far more athletic than a lot of the guys in the WWE. He might be the most athletic in it. Again, no one, no one has the skill set this guy has. You can say guys like Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin are great athletes. They can't power game the way he does. You don't see power guys wrestling the way that he does. You don't see wrestlers flying the way that he does. He is unique. He is special. He is exactly where he needs to be. But he needs the charisma enema as fucking bad as humanly possible because no one gives a shit. I don't give a shit, and I know the fucking guy is talented as fuck. But I honestly don't give a shit when he gets on TV. I don't. Unless he's in there with the right opponent, uh, the right opponent, I don't really give a shit. I don't care. And that's the problem. That's why he's not competing at the top of the card. Because I don't give a shit. And I don't mean I specifically. I mean for a general populace, unless you've got a subscription to NGPW world.com or powerbomb tv or the the fight network or whatever unless you're one of those fans you don't give a shit about apollo cruz you don't and it's a shame because he's really really fucking good and i really hope people start latching on to him as soon as possible because that would be that would be just tremendous if we can get on board and getting him seen in a better light people always say booking well the booking's terrible you people don't know what you're talking about. You're confusing again. The booking has nothing to do with his actual general character. It doesn't. Okay? The booking is more of a situational it's more situational. Okay? That's what the booking does. The booking creates storylines. The booking creates uh, uh, tension. It creates controversy. It, it creates a situation between two individuals that will draw attention and hopefully money. That's what the booking does. Character has nothing to do with the booking. Character development is different from looking at the different place. It's a different department. Developing your character either comes from working directly with the writers or sitting with an agent and trying to figure out where you're supposed to go next with what you're doing. Apollo Crews is a great athlete. That's not a fucking gimmick. Okay, it's not. Unless you already have a personality attached to it. Because there's some guys who can go in the ring and quote-unquote be shooters and it works out for them because they have charisma in other places. They dabble. They have comedic timing, whatever the fuck the reason is. Apollo doesn't have any of that shit. He has, he's a big, buff dude who sits there with the goofiest fucking smile. So unless that's his gimmick, if we're going to be leading him in that direction, let's make him like the next Emma. You want to do like the next Emma? Apollo Cruz being the next Emma. That would be that would be more interesting than what the fuck he's doing because at least then he'll have me laughing at some point. You know, if we were really going to do that here, here. There you go. Here we go. Do do a little that. Apollo Crews do a little that. Hold on, pause for it. Huh. And then he can do his standing and He will be straight. He'll be at the top of the card, folks. You're laughing right now thinking about it. Listen to this music and then do like, you know what you can do here, pause this. Pause this because it's really loud. You know what you can do? Here's what you can do. Cue up because now YouTube has this thing now where you can just minimize to the bro- to the bottom, right? And you can still listen to other shit. All right, so you're still you're listening to my shit, right? When you get a chance, go to YouTube, play that fucking song again. Right? Oh, actually, you can't play two videos at once. Okay, anyway, yeah. Go on your laptop or something. Play like a Apollo Crews tribute video or a music video or a highlight video or whatever. And play, and play this fucking song right there. See that? Play that fucking song over his highlight video. And tell me that shit's not dope. Tell me that shit's not dope. And I don't mean a highlight video of Justin Rubens either. Like, imagine Apollo Crews do like one of his entrances with his goofy-ass smile. Let him smile goofily all the way to the ring to this goofy-ass gimmick. And tell me this shit wouldn't get over. Cut it, it's really loud. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. A little fucking personality is not going to kill him. If he can generate some fucking interest, he'd be straight. He can get it done in the ring. The ring is, the ring is no issue. The ring is no problem at all whatsoever. He's dope. But no one gives a shit. Nobody cares. So, 
I've been having this argument with people. Well, well, he, he's such a great athlete. We need more. We need more. If you're going to be considered one of the best wrestlers in the world, if you're going to be considered WWE champion material, I'm going to need more than a standing moonsault and a dope-ass military press. And what was it? What is he using? A sit-down powerbomb? Cool shit, bro. Cool story. We need more. At that level, at that level, we need more. Speaking of needing more, actually, the next topic I want to talk about, I'm going to need less of. Can I get less of this? Can I get less? I need less, all right? Somebody got a hold of some quack, a doctor, who probably Z-packed his way through fucking uh, medical school, all right, and gave the man, the nature boy, a clear green light to get back into the ring. Are you fucking serious? You did that? You put your fucking, you put your fucking career on the line for Ric fucking Flair. Oh my god! <laughs> you you're in trouble, my friend. This this guy is gonna Apollo Creed himself. He's not gonna stop until someone breaks his fucking neck and kills him. That's it. That's the only way Ric Flair is gonna do this. Ric Flair is gonna fucking kill it. He's not gonna kill himself either. Well, maybe he will. He'll surrender his body to him so willfully. That's what he'll probably do. He's going to tell, Ric Flair's going to tell the next guy, and I hope, you know what, not for nothing, this is going to sound really dark, but if he's going to die in the ring, I really hope it's one of the young guys that does it. Because that's really, I mean, you want to talk about heat, baby. You know, people are making Roman Reigns cancer jokes and people are shitting themselves. Can you imagine? I'm the guy that killed Ric Flair. I didn't beat him. I killed him. I took his life from him. I gave him the big boot of literal death. I big booted him to death. Speaking of speaking of which now, now that I'm saying big boot, god damn it. It needs to be Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, the ultimate the ultimate push. He taps Kurt Angle, he kills Ric Flair. That'll be it. That's it. He'd have to be Universal Champion the next day. Don't even beat Brock Lesnar. Just literally go to Minnesota, take the belt from his house while he's hunting, because you're not gonna get the belt from him. While he's in the house. That's just not going to happen. You might have to fight off his kids and Sable to get it. But you can do that. I'd rather fight the crew than fight the man himself. You grab that belt and you bring it back to wherever the hell your next role is. You give that belt to Drew McIntyre. Because if you can tap out Kurt Angle and kill Ric Flair in the same year, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's going to be, uh, that, that's momentum. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did the humor get dark on you? Uh been a while i know i'm in much better spirits so now it's back to the bullshit <laughs> back to the bullshit actually whose laugh is that was that negro was that east negro <laughs> no that's more bobby c oh, that's too inside for you fucks anyway anyway uh, i've been doing some polls online some polls over there on the whole fabi book you guys get a chance to check out my social media, all the links down at the bottom. And I've been taking some polls. I've been taking some polls, trying to get some people's opinions on shit, you know, figuring it out. That's where the Roman Reigns cancer thing went. Uh, the cancer thing went. Uh, the, the, uh, the cancer jokes? I'm not jokes. I mean, not say jokes. They're not jokes. Mentions. I think that's more fair. It's more appropriate, right? They've been doing Roman Reigns cancer references on Monday Night Raw. Uh, that uh, Roman now has to, he's got to pay the price for what he did. I was got to answer to the man upstairs. And uh, and everyone should have checked in. And you know what? Not for nothing. I don't really give a fuck because the same people who are fucking mad that they made a cancer reference. It wasn't even like they said stupid shit like, ah, he deserved it. Or, ah, he's going to fucking die. You know, like real gray area or even dark, dark matter shit. He just fucking mentioned he had cancer. That's it. Oh, by the way, Roman has cancer. <gasps> That's too far. Meanwhile, on the blue brand, they have an actual dead dad storyline going on. They're doing a whole thing on Jim Neidhart that he's dead. And they're rubbing it. They're, actually, that's on Raw too, isn't it? Now that I'm thinking about it, Ruby and Natalia. Are, yeah, there is, it is a Raw deal. So what was the one on SmackDown? No, I think I think I'm confusing that. Right? No, Ruby and uh, so let me change that again. I'll do it over. Meanwhile, in the women's division on Raw, because it's the other division. See how that works? That's a that's a Justice League reference, though. By the way, if you guys really aren't getting that, I don't really know what you guys are are, are doing with your lives. You guys have to. 
Some of you who, who listen to this show have to understand that joke. Did I just find it? Yeah, I think I just found it. Yeah, listen. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, the super brands keep... Yeah, YouTube cuts them off, but then again, that's all you really need. That's that one part. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice... Even that beginning part. This shit is so 80s. Ah, one more time with the host. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. And that's a DC reference, too. God damn, boy, I'm all over the map tonight, huh? Jesus, jumping Joseph. All right, let's get back to the topic at hand here. Roman Reigns uh, was one of the many polls we did here. The last one I did, I did a Roman Reigns. Actually, I, let me, before I get to the last poll, because that's really what I want to talk about, but it got me thinking right now. I'm thinking. The wheels are moving. They've been greased. Let me head back to the Roman post for a second because uh, a lot of angry people in the Roman post. Seems to be a lot of discussion. Here it is, yes. Yes, here it is. Seems to be a lot of... I'm doing the Justice League voice. Seems to be a lot of discussion going back and forth. So I'm curious how my people feel about it using a Roman situation in the storyline. Fair game or too far? That was the way I listed the post. The post has ended. It reached over 1,700 people and only got 146 votes, which means you guys are fucking gay for everything you just did. And I don't mean gay in a bad way. I mean gay like in a, 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 a really, really bad way. Like the ultimate bad way. But what's this? Okay, yeah. So it was fair game or too far. And fair game won, but 51% to 146 votes, like I said. 146 votes. 51 percent to 49 which means 146 people on my page were split they could not decide the official total is 75 for fair game 71 for too far and it's so funny because when you vote um as, as you vote it, it it lists you under which what your vote was. So if you voted for fair game, that's where your name is. Your name is under fair game. If you voted for too far, then your name is under too far. So when I look at the people who voted for too far, I'm like, wow, I'm st I'm actually pretty stunned by that because it's some really outlandish friends of mine who are on that too far thing, and I'm like, what? That's re that's too far, and I have known these people to do some pretty outlandish shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that, and and it's the same thing on the other side. Fair game, where I'm thinking to myself, wow, you're usually a pretty conservative person. There you go. Point is, is I already laid out what I thought should have happened with the, with the cancer thing here on the show. I've already laid that out. That night that he made the announcement, he should have caught dirty deeds on the concrete. That's what I said. You know, but I've been told a couple times since I said it that that's a very morbid. I have a very morbid sense of wrestling, and and I should really be ashamed of myself. That's what I was told a couple times. I should be ashamed. Of, you should be ashamed of yourself. Have some decorum. Some things are just too far. Some things are just too too sensitive for wrestling storylines. Not to me, brother. Not to me. One of the best things about wrestling is the aspect of kayfabe, to get people to believe in what you're doing, to get people believing that you're that kind of an asshole. And in a day and age where you don't necessarily know where that line is anymore and people just, you know, people just do whatever and people just assume that it's fake, it's bullshit. They've been, they've been kayfabe to death. Kayfabed to the point where they no longer even believe if it's real or it's true or whatever the case may be. So you take a real situation like that and you can blur the lines, I'm with it. I've always been with it. Uh, I'm good. I've said it online and I'll say it here. I think I said it on the show when it happened. If I die or do something stupid and no one I know does a promo on it, I, I, I'd be pissed. What a waste of time that was. Gigantic waste of time. The other poll I want to talk about here, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's talk a little let's talk a little rattlesnake. I've never really gotten a chance. I'm episode sixty six and I've never really gotten a chance to talk about the man. Alright, Stone Cold Steve Austin here. Uh I, this is the way that I listed it here. Left field question, but dot dot I I'm in, I, I don't know if you've noticed if you follow my post, I'm in love with the dot 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 because it really gives the text message a little context, you know? 
But does Stone Cold Steve Austin get more credit in the GOAT discussion because because he stayed retired and never took the bait? Or is his legacy so intact a return wouldn't damage it? That was basically my way of saying, are we respecting him more because he hasn't come out of retirement and took the bait, took the money, took the payday? Or is he so famous, is he so respected, is he so loved that even if he did come back, it wouldn't really matter? Well, that vote went 69 to 31, uh, with the winning side being staying retired. People think that it's the staying retired that is really, it's, if anything, it's like a wine. The longer he stays retired, the more, I don't want to say more famous, but the more respect he actually gets because he's the one guy, besides, I guess, CM Punk at this point, where you could point at and be like, there's, there's no way. Sean used to be in that category, and then Crown Jewel fucked all that up. But that's what spurred the question, because all the Shawn Michaels talk. You know, Sean came back, and I know a lot of people looked at that match at Crown Jewel for Shawn Michaels and said, well, geez, man, that guy looks good. That guy looks good. He he can he can still go. He can still go. I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't know what match people were really seeing when they said that. But I don't think he embarrassed himself. I think he did a really good showing, and I thought he uh, held up his end of the bargain for sure. Having said that, I don't think a full-time return would make much sense for a guy like Shawn Michaels, and I don't think it would make sense for Stone Cold Steve Austin either. I'm not suggesting he should come out of retirement. I'm just trying to figure out if it helped. Is him staying out actually genuinely keeping his case alive with being one of the greatest of all time? Now, here, here's another part of the equation. There's a comment in the vote, and I want to pull it up here because uh, I thought this was interesting as well. And I know I'm all over the map tonight. I'm hitting a lot of different places because I don't care. I'm in the mood, a good mood, so don't fuck it up. Oh, it's not in here. I think it's in the group. Anyway, the the gist of the post was, um, because I had mentioned in the in, in the description, is this helping his case when he gets discussed among the greatest of all time? And somebody actually wrote, well, who puts him in the conversation of the greatest of all time? And I thought that was a very interesting comment because he's the highest grossing superstar of all time. There's no doubt about that. That's been discussed up the wazoo. The only people that come close is Bruno in his time, but that's because of longevity and quite frankly I think the you know the, the the turnover rate or whatever that's called when uh when the money gets higher over time that I forgot what the word is for that but you know what I mean Hogan also gets thrown into the conversation there's a lot of conversation about that but is that a criteria for greatest of all time that's based on the person some people don't include that at all some people's version of greatest of all time is you know their version of greatest of all time is a mat technician or he's a greatest high flyer of all time or Best all-around performer. I mean, when you start talking about goats of all time, you know, Shawn Michaels usually comes up. Ric Flair comes up. Uh, you can throw Bret Hart in that discussion. There's a, there's a very sizable audience that will tell you that Macho Man's in there. Um, there's a lot of different names. Does Stone Cold, I mean, the Undertaker's name, I think, should be in there. But does Stone Cold's name really come up? And the only thing I think that really hurts his argument, I, I do believe he's one of the greatest of all time. Let me just say that. But I think one of the reasons why I think that people kind of doubt it is he didn't really have longevity. It's the only hitch in his giddy-up. He, he's got all the numbers you would expect from someone who is considered, quote-unquote, a top guy. But, I mean, he didn't get his... He, he, he climbed the ladder. He won his first championship. What was that? WrestleMania of... Uh, he won his first championship WrestleMania 14. So that would be 1998. And then he had his retirement match, I believe, 2003. So that's a five-year span of him being on top. And when you compare him next to guys like The Undertaker, even John Cena, Ric Flair, Hogan, San Martino, even guys like Bret Hart. Bret Hart would win his first WWE championship in 1992, I believe. Uh, his career went all the way up to about 1999, I think it was when he got the kick. In 1999. So, I mean, Austin didn't really have a long time on top. I think it's the only reason people even doubt it. Because they say to themselves, well, he was hot. But, I mean, Goldberg was hot. and Some might argue might even be hotter than Steve was. And no one considers him one of the greatest of all time. 
So, again, I'm not trying to have a GOAT discussion right now. There will be a time and a place for that. But as far as Stone Cold's role in all this, is he is he the greatest WWE superstar of all time? Maybe. I think that's a little tough to do as well. I mean, if you're talking about all-around great of all time, and, and you're including outside influences, not just WWE. I mean, if you're talking New Japan, you're talking European style. You're ta- I mean, you're going all around the globe here. Uh, I don't know if Stone Cold is in the top 10 of all time. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be tough. So having said that, then he, you know, it, it's all, it's all subjective. It's all who, who you, what your criteria really is for the greatest of all time. So I just thought it was a great discussion. That's why I'm bringing it up now. It's a good discussion point. If you're listening to this and you want to continue this discussion, very simply just make the comment below here. On the video, I'm putting it up on Facebook and all kinds of different shit. You can make the comment here below. What are your thoughts? Stone Cold Steve Austin, greatest of all time? Is he top 10? Is he not top 10? Some people like to make the split. Oh, he might be the greatest WWE superstar of all time, but he's definitely not one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So if do you guys have him in your top 10 all time? Let me know. Down at the bottom, we're very nearing the end here. We're at, uh, where the hell are we at? 45 minutes. Fuck me. 45 minutes. Don't worry about it. I got other stuff to talk about. I'm not, I'm not saying fuck me because of that. I'm just saying fuck me because I am fucking tired. I am fucking exhausted. Um, I know I said that everything was better because, you know, everything went out of the way, but I still had to do it. You know what I'm saying? I still had to get out there and fucking work. So, uh. So I'm I'm a little on the tired side. I'm starting to wind down a little bit here, but I'm gonna go over here and get some liquid courage in a second. That's what's gonna happen here. Yeah, very soon. We're gonna, we're gonna amp this bitch up to ninety, motherfucker. All right, I got two more topics actually, and they're pretty pretty big time topics here, if you ask me. We're gonna talk a little Daniel Bryan right now. I gotta talk a little bit about my boy Daniel Bryan, my boy D Bry. We gotta talk about my boy D Bry right quick because uh. He's getting a lot of credit, and rightfully so, for for making the dumbest slash smartest uh, decision of his entire life and proving yet again that if you're that talented, it doesn't really matter. I have been trying to explain this to people for as long as I can possibly fathom. This has been a personal conversation with friends that I've had in the business. This has been a, a gripe of mine with people who are higher up in this business. When you latch on to something that works and you suckle at the teat, it really, really becomes a huge problem. I know most people don't see it that way. They see an opportunity to make a little money and they go with it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But the fact that Daniel Bryan, who's at the top of the card, he's the man. He's not even built to be the man. His stature will tell you that. He's not supposed to be there, but he is. And to have the balls and the guts and the gall to even consider not only jumping off of the gravy train, but basically derailing that train on purpose. And just lighting that fucker on fire and not not caring at all about what happens to it is astonishing. This guy went on TV and basically told the world that the Yes Movement is dead. He does not care. This is a a new Daniel Bryan. And I got to tell you, that takes balls. That takes balls. That's merch money out of your pocket. And you know he's made millions off of just the merch alone. That's merch money out of your pocket. That's a, 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 a dip away from the usual gimmick for the, for the babyface stuff. And he's an old school traditional wrestler. So all those appearances and everything he did when he was a babyface, say goodbye to that. Because he's the new Daniel Bryan. Unless he wants to spin it where he's going to these places to preach, you know. And be that egotistical eco guy that he's been uh, portraying recently. If that's what he wants to do, fine, I dig it. Go do what you got to do. Go do what you got to do. But I love the fact that he's got the guts, he's got the courage to just wipe his ass with one of the biggest wrestling gimmicks 
of all time. The Yes Movement is that. It's in the conversation. One of the best wrestling gimmicks of all time. That Yes Movement. The the whole make your dreams fight for you. The, all that stuff. Dope. And it's gone. All in place for the new Daniel Bryan. The WWE Champion. And I, and I want people to really look at this scenario and reconsider yourself, man. Have some guts. How long have you been portraying your character? How long have you been portraying your gimmick? Spruce it the fuck up. Evolve. Change. Do something a little different. Challenge yourself. You know, don't stay stuck in the same position all the fucking time. And you know what? Not for nothing. Now that I'm saying this shit out loud, man, that's not even fucking a wrestling thing, man. That's a life thing, man. Don't just fucking sit there and do nothing all fucking day, dude. Change it the fuck up. Seriously, man. Seriously. It's it's a lot of fun to change things up. I wasn't always like that. I wanted to stay in the same routine. But now I'm getting older. I'm getting a little bit more money in my pocket. I'm doing all these different things. And I got to tell you, you know, changing it up every now and then, man, it feels dope. It feels good. You should really give it a shot, man. It's really good stuff. Really good stuff. We're going to go on to our final topic here. And usually what's going to end up happening is I would have a little, you know, little audio to play so we can get right into it. But I don't know. I'm not really feeling up to it. I'm not really. <sighs> I'm not really feeling up to listening to that piece of shit right now. I really And don't. now oh. back to Action News 5. Our top story tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. You snuck that in, you fuck. Snuck it in, but it's there. It's there. Top news story. Top news story. Coming up the hot press. Step right up. Come get your hot off the press. You know, I'm recording this right at this moment. In, in the background, I guess SmackDown, it was, uh, that was, uh, I don't know, I guess I was watching it earlier and it just came on and I'm, I'm recording this and they're fucking doing a dance break right now. Fucking dance break. I fucking hate the dance break. I hate it. But people love it. What are you going to do? Anyway, top news story here. It's not really much news. We're just going to talk about what took place, something that took place on Monday that I wanted to address. I wanted to address this. With all of you, the squad of O listeners of the great podcast that this is. Seth Rollins. We have to talk a little bit about Seth frickin' Rollins. Actually, this is an uncensored show, right? So I don't have to do the t-shirt version. I can say Seth fucking Rollins. Okay? He did a promo on Monday against Baron Corbin where he let the general manager-elect know how he felt about the job that he was doing as general manager-elect. He was letting him know exactly how he felt. As a matter of fact, I got a little bit of audio. Let's go ahead and let's play. Let's hear it from the man himself. All right, look, I got to admit, for the past couple months, I've been wrapped up in this whole thing with Dean Ambrose, and I haven't gotten an opportunity to tell you what I think about the job you've been doing as Raw General Manager. The bottom line is that under your leadership, and I use that term, that word leadership, very, very loosely, under your leadership, Monday Night Raw has sucked. And it's sucked. It has sucked because of you. What you've been doing as General Manager-elect is not okay. It is not right. It is wrong. I get it, Seth, you're frustrated, but I'm allowing you to vent. So if I were you, I would watch how you speak to me. Oh, watch how I speak to you, or what, huh? You're gonna snap your fingers, you're gonna fire me, fire your entire roster, is that what's gonna happen? You don't even know what to, look, That roster, that locker room back there, that is some of the most talented men and women that Monday Night Raw has ever seen. And you've got no idea what to do with it. Here's an example. You've got a tag team, an amazing tag team like The Revival, who should be competing for the Raw tag team titles. And you've got them in Lucha House Rule matches. 
Every single decision that you've made is to mask your insecurities, Corbin. All right, I'm going to pause it there because we're already at 90 seconds in here. You get the gist. Pretty much the script of this promo was some one of the WWE writers apparently had a had a, a, a time crunch. He didn't have anything ready for Vince, so he went into his cell phone and did the one thing you're never supposed to do when you work for a billion-dollar company, and he went into the YouTube comments. He just copied and pasted it. He put that shit on a piece of paper, and he submitted that shit to Vince, and that's what he did. He didn't say anything that any of these fucking people don't say online all the fucking time. But that is that is the point of what I am trying to get to. There is a three-prong possibility here. Three-prong. We'll call it the fork possibility. The possibility of forks. All right? Three prongs of possibility here. It's very simple. You can pick and choose whichever one you think that they're doing. A, this was a very, very kiss-ass move. Very, very kiss-ass move. It's them saying, hey, folks, believe me, we're listening to what you have to say. We know you've got some frustrations, but this is the program we have to have. Sorry, guys. That's prong one. Prong two is, yeah, we hear your critiques. Yeah, we hear your criticisms. But we don't give a fuck. So keep paying us your goddamn money. Now, that's what the second prong is. It's them telling you we know exactly what you think is wrong and we don't give a fuck because we're going to do what we want to do. And the third prong, which I think is the most likely, I think this promo was more not a big fuck you to the audience, but a big, hey, guys, we hear your concerns. <sighs> But you got to take in consideration the position that we're in. They're not a wrestling company anymore. They're not a wrestling company anymore. I've said it a thousand times on this show. The E stands for entertainment. They're not a wrestling show anymore. Yes, there's wrestling in the ring. But they're not a wrestling show anymore. It's like when you watch a movie that has boxing in it. You know, when you watch a Rocky movie, you're watching a movie. Yes, there's boxing in it. It's not a boxing show, though. It's not a boxing event. It's a movie. Same thing with the WWE. There's wrestling in it, but it's a movie. It's a television show. It's, it's, not, it's not what you think it is. So I think sometimes they get a little agitated. Sometimes they get a little edgy when you guys start coming up with all these social media stuff. And now that they pay attention to social media, you know, they have to acknowledge it at some point. And I think that's what they did here. I think this is the, the third prong to me is the most realistic. Because to be honest with you, I can see them doing the other ones. I could see them saying, hey, guys, we hear what you're doing. Just bear with us. I could, I could see them saying, hey, we hear you, but fuck you. I could totally see them doing that. But I really think this promo was more of a, guys, we understand where you're coming from, but you just got to keep in mind there's some things that we can do and some things we can't do. We're, we're, gonna, we're trying. We're efforting here to give you guys a cutting-edge program that you would be interested to see every fucking week. Problem is, is they can't do it. That's the big problem. And I know that there's a lot of talent. That comment he made about the talent roster right now being as talented as it's ever been, it might actually be true. That's a story for another show. It might actually be true. But the fact is, is it's irrelevant how talented uh, it's irrelevant how talented that locker room is when they're not being used in the way that would benefit the company. And I'm not one of these people on the internet that thinks everybody should be WWE champion. I just think that you can, I think you can get more out of the guys that you're using. You know, you're signing guys left and right. Right now your talent pool is easily well over 100 fucking performers. And the only people getting any kind of attention are, what, 8, 9, possibly 10 different guys. That's like 10% of your roster getting any kind of focus at all whatsoever. Again, uh when people go online and they start bitching about their favorite wrestlers not getting the push, you know, I, I, I will sit there and I'll tell, I'll be the first one. But like, hey, guys, not everybody can be WWE champion. But at the same time, some of these guys that, uh, th that are being questioned, some of these guys that, that are on that cusp of being in the high-profile situations, you know, there's really no excuses for it. You can't keep doing what you're doing because it's not working out. It isn't working out. Look at look at everything that's been going on in the WWE. 
injuries left and right, illnesses left and right, concussions left and right. At the speed you are moving, at the rate that you're going, it's not even working entertainment-wise. You've saturated the market completely. There's a show on Monday. There's a show on Tuesday. There's a show on Wednesday. There's a show on Thursday. There's a show on Friday. There's a show on Saturday. There's a show on Sunday. Twice on Sunday on some occasions, if you're back in the 80s and it's in North Carolina. Twice on Sunday. Okay? It's overkill. NXT UK. NXT. You've got 205 Live. You've got SmackDown. You've got Mixed Match Challenge. You've got Raw. You've got all kinds of content. And if you had all that content... On your network, that would be one thing, but you're saturating cable networks with it. And now you've got the Fox deal on broadcast network. And the broadcast company, Fox, is more than willing to saturate it as well. They're trying to get you to change nights. They're trying to change you to change, get you to change content. They're trying to get you to change your formats. They don't want to split brand. They want some of those raw guys on Fox. Doesn't make sense to have a Rousey Rousey. They say, oh, Ronda Rousey will probably just get traded to SmackDown. That would be retarded to not have her on the flagship show. Retarded. She needs to be on either both shows or the primary show, which now, with the Fox deal, you can argue which side is the, is the most dominant. You can make the discussion as to who, which one it is now. So that's that. But, you know, it, they've got so much material out there right now, and people are just blah about it. It's not that it's bad. It's, it's really not. I know people say Raw sucked. Raw was no good. Raw's terrible. But you're watching it every week. And the reason why you're watching it every week is because you're hoping, you're praying to yourself, please, dear God, for the love of all that is fucking holy in this world, please give us something that we can fucking sink our teeth into. And, and to that point, I am with you guys on that. I am with you guys. I want them to freshen things up. I want them to focus on different people. I want them to have a more well-rounded product. I want the same thing you guys want. I'm just not pitching a fucking fit about it. That's it. So that's what that promo was. I think that's what that promo was from Seth Rollins. And it came from the right guy. It came from the right guy. Because if there's anybody you can point to today that you can sit here and say is pulling the fucking wagon, it's Seth fucking Rollins. Seth Rollins right now, to be honest with you, I think is the only reason anybody's paying any attention at all whatsoever. Because it's situations that he's in. Every shitty show that you and you go online and people go, oh, that Raw sucked. I mean, except for the Rollins thing. That was pretty cool. You know, when Rollins faced Ziggler or Rollins did the thing with Dean or when Rollins did this or he did the, the, the TLC match this past, like, you know, oh, that Raw sucked. Uh, except for that one thing that they did that one time okay, with Rollins. That, that was actually pretty cool. you know. And when you think about it, for all the love all the other wrestling companies are getting right now because of this anti-WWE thing, all the New Japan love, all the, uh, all the, uh, all the, the promotions out in the UK, all the Mexican companies, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, all the companies that get love outside of the WWE, even those fans would say, damn, but that matchup against Seth Rollins would be dope. Like if you took your favorite, like, who wouldn't love to see a Penta uh, versus Rollins match? Who wouldn't love to see Omega and, and, and Rollins right now? Who, who wouldn't want to see these, these, these Goliaths from these other companies compete with a guy like Seth Rollins? It'd be dope. But how many guys in WWE can you imagine that? If you sat here and said, hey, tomorrow night we're going to book Rollins and Tanahashi, I'd be like, oh, that's going to be great. But Tanahashi against literally almost anybody else in that company... I don't know. I'm not saying they can't have good matches, but Jesus Christ. You know, the interest level, that's what I'm referring more toward, the interest level. We know that great superstars from other companies can come in and have great matches with WWE superstars. We've seen it. That's not news to us. We know. But will it generate interest? That's the key. That's the point. And I don't know. I I just really hope, and, and since we're talking about Seth Rollins pulling the wagon, and since we're talking about uh, all these different companies and these dream matches and all that stuff, and we're talking about guys like the Elite and making all this good money outside of the WWE, man, you know, what a blow it would be if Seth Rollins was the one who lost his smile all of a sudden and decided to test waters elsewhere. There's a lot of superstars proving right now that there's life outside of the WWE. WWE would know because they started hiring all those guys back. So who knows? 
There's a lot of there's a lot of shit that the WWE has to figure out. They're so busy expanding, they're losing their base, and that can't be good. That cannot be good. So anyway, guys, that's episode 66. Take the time to let this shit sink in, man. Definitely take the time to let this shit sink in. I want you guys to really think about the stuff that I talked about here tonight and get back at me, bro. Seriously, I love when you guys get back to me. I've had people come back to me and tell me, you know, I heard the show last night, dude. It was dope. I, I, I too enjoy this or I too enjoy that or whatever the case. Dude, I love it, dude. Put it and it's not just messages. I get messages. For those of you messaging me, put it in the comments, man. Let's all discuss it. Let's all talk about it. It's pretty cool stuff. So I'm going to get ready to go. But before I go, I, I just want to bring one more point home. One more point. Listen to this song. Listen to this song and play an Apollo Crews tribute. Tell me this shit doesn't make sense. It's dope. It's dope, guys. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm playing a tribute to you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And of course, thank you for enjoying. Ah, and Audi. my house. Listen to my daddy's soul. Listen to the SMI.